millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. 
But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. NobleGoldInvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. everyone you're listening to red pill 78 as always my name is zach payne the corruption detector and this is another edition of red pill news for saturday night live stream joining me in the studio tonight for the very first time i am pleased to welcome dr brian hooker Brian is the Chief Scientific Officer at Children's Health Defense. That's the organization started by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He is a man of letters, holding five U.S. patents. He's the author of over 70 peer-reviewed scientific publications, and that includes over 20 papers covering the epidemiology of vaccine injury. He's also co-author with RFK of Vax Unvax, Let the Science Speak. So very happy to have Dr. Hooker here tonight. And if you guys wouldn't mind, please helping us out, hit that like button, hit the red pill, wherever you're at, help us out, share the show. You can also go out there onto Twitter, Truth, Gab, Getter, and my Telegram, and you can share the posts that I already put out there. But uh, looking forward to our conversation tonight. This book, I think, is going to be impactful for the trust the science crowd, the people who always like to fall back on that. The idea of safe and effective, well, that's pretty much been dispelled at this point. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this with Dr. Brian Hooker. 
Our national debt is a real-world problem. Our government spends more on interest payments than it does funding the Pentagon. And Biden, well, he wants to raise taxes on businesses and the wealthiest people to use the additional revenue only to fund social welfare programs. We've gone from $6 trillion in debt to $34 trillion in just 20 years. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion. In gold, it was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, our debt was $23 trillion and gold was $1,500 an ounce. Well, here we are in 2023. We have a $33 trillion debt and gold is $2,000 an ounce. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson recently warned that our greatest threat to national security isn't Russia, it isn't China, it's our national debt. So call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Zach Payne and Red Pill 78 and you'll always get best-in-class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver and you may be eligible for the no-fee-for-life IRA on qualifying rollovers. So give them a call today at 888-857-6092 to get their free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer for seven years in a row. Once again, give them a call today at 888-857-6092. Mention me, Zach Payne and Red Pill 78. I want to specifically thank Patriot Gold for becoming a sponsor of this channel. And when you support my sponsors, you also support this channel. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back, and please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Dr. Brian Hooker. Brian, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Zach. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be on your show tonight. I love the title, um, I um, uh, and, and I've looked forward to this for a long time. Awesome. Well, I, I certainly am looking forward to it myself. Uh, your work is, is very important. I'd like to give the audience uh, an introduction to you. Let's let's go back to uh, your your education. You're a doctor, but I take it you're a scientist and a researcher, or are you a medical doctor? I am a researcher. I actually have a PhD in biochemical engineering, and and I like to kind of make that disclaimer because I don't give out medical advice. Sure. I, I I want people to think. And I want them to make decisions, good educated decisions for themselves. But I, you know, I, I am not a, not a medical doctor, so I don't give out medical advice. And, and I've been in the biotechnology industry doing research, uh, for the past 35 years. And, uh, in what kind of stuff was it related to vaccines or, or to the uh, science of the vaccinations? Well, not starting out. Um, when I when I received my PhD in 1990, um, I was mostly focused on, uh, believe it or not, plant genetic engineering. Hmm. And I did that. We we were not doing GMOs, and and I'm and I'm very thankful that I was not working on GMOs. We were actually uh, making uh, blood proteins and pharmaceutical proteins in genetically modified plants. And I did that for the first part of my career up until about, oh, uh, 2003, 2004. And I also uh, worked on environmental cleanup and environmental restoration uh, using a technology called uh, bioremediation. I worked for the Department of Energy for many years, uh, for actually for about 16 years, uh, in a Department of Energy laboratory in eastern Washington, and we were cleaning up legacy waste from the Cold War. Oh wow. Uh and using using natural microorganisms. So so getting into vaccine safety was not something that happened until you know really 
uh, uh, the late 1990s, uh, when my own son, uh, Stephen, who is probably going to be, you'll see, uh, do a, do a cameo behind us <laughs> at some point. Um, I'm at home with him and, and my wife is visiting her parents in Seattle. Um, but, uh, my son sustained a vaccine injury in 1999 mm. and that really changed our world as a family and also changed, uh, my trajectory. The more I found out, the more that changed my trajectory as a researcher. Well, I, I can absolutely understand. I know we have several parents in the audience who also have vaccine injured children. If, if you wouldn't mind, would you, uh, explain the, the story to us? I mean, how did it exactly play out? Was it something that he got, you know, basically after he was born or was there a period of time and then it developed? Well, um, he, you know, when I started out, uh, as a new dad, I was very, very pro vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, in fact, I grew up in a public health family where my mom was a public health nurse and she was in charge of all the vaccines that were given and distributed in a large county in Southern California. And so I just thought these things were the best things since sliced bread. And I, you know, and I thought, okay, well, you know, let's get him vaccinated on schedule. And I didn't even really know what vaccine injury was. I didn't get, you know, to me, that wasn't, I, I guess in theory, I knew that could happen. But it never dawned on me that it, it could actually happen to my own son. Right. Uh, and so at his 15 month well baby checkup, he was born in 1998. And so this would have been in May of 1999. Uh, it turns out he had an ear infection, uh, a very active ear infection and, and it had been diagnosed that same day from an ear, nose, throat doctor. And then we took him in for his well baby checkup. We thought, okay, you know, he's, he's sick, but we'll, we'll take him in anyway. Uh, he had been prescribed an antibiotic. And um, the nurse practitioner said, oh, it's time for his vaccines. And he was to, to receive three vaccines that day. And, and, and we questioned her and asked, you know, is it okay to vaccinate a sick child? He's got an ear infection. He's just been, you know, with the ear, nose, throat doctor. And she said, oh, yeah, we do it all the time. And almost without batting an eye, then I let them vaccinate my sick son, which is contraindicated. You know, he was fevering at the time. Um, and he received two mercury-containing vaccines that day and a live virus vaccine that day. And then all of a sudden, um, he, uh, within three weeks, lost all language that he had developed. Up to that point, he had developed about 10 words, lost all eye contact. He was just kind of in his own little world. For a while, he stopped walking, um, and he stopped walking unassisted because, you know, his balance was off. Something was definitely off. Um, and all of it happened, you know, while he was fevering. He, he ran a low-grade fever for 18 days after getting vaccinated, uh, and we treated with Tylenol, which we now know is also, uh, linked to autism spectrum disorder. Um, and then, um, after that, after that time, his fever spiked at 102, 103, and then all the regression occurred so quickly that by the time he was 18 months old, he was diagnosed with full-blown autism. 
Oh, God, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's just heartbreaking. So based on your research, I mean, what would you say was the ultimate cause of it and, and the action? I mean, I understand certainly how the thimerosal, the, the mercury-laden vaccines have got a, uh, a specific method of action. But we were talking a little bit before the show about some of the other things that are going on now. And I'm just wondering if you think that it may be larger than just that one issue. Well, mercury was a big issue for him. And when we were able to drill down medically, you know, as to what was happening in, you know, in my son, in his, in, in his neurological system, in his, you know, in his gastrointestinal system, uh, in his circulatory system, it was almost like a time bomb went off. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was vaccinated at that point in time, he was very mercury toxic. His, his hair levels of mercury were so high that, you know, it was considered a toxic waste. Uh, and he received so much mercury that day. And then we found out in some of the vaccines that he received prior to his 15 month uh, set of shots and, and, but it was a 15 month, it seemed that really pushed him over the edge. Also, um, I think neuroinflammation, uh, when, you know, uh, when a body is inflamed because of sickness and inflammation has occurred that, you know, that's part of the, that's part of the immune system. It's part of the immune process. But when you inflame it further by introducing vaccines, then the entire body inflames and, and his, you know, your, your neurological system inflames at the same time. And it seemed that having the mercury lodged in his system and mercury going to his brain, that that neuroinflammation then was sustained. And I actually wrote a paper about this in 2008 with two researchers from Harvard University. And that sort of sustained brain inflammation, um, can cause a significant amount of damage and can cause a significant amount of uh, activating the immune response in the brain uh, through cells called astrocytes and microglia. And and those cells can do frank damage to neurons if they're not kept in check. Mm-hmm. And so having this sort of triple, you know, triple vaccination while sick, having all this inflammation going on at the same time, at the same time being so highly mercury toxic, then, you know, it was just sort of, it was sort of this nexus of, you know, many medical things going on mm-hmm. that caused this neuroinflammation and, you know, really, really just got his system completely out of balance. Just a confluence of horrific events. Well, again, exactly. my, my heart goes out to you and I, I can only imagine, you know, I was uh, uh, I became a young father shortly after that time. I graduated from high school in 1996 and then my daughter was born in 2001 and her uh, her grandfather on her mother's side uh, is a medical doctor. And so he was, of course, very, very pro vaccine. And I had only just started to kind of research, you know, the 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 bad things surrounding some of these vaccines. And certainly I noticed in my own research of it that the number of vaccines they wanted the the new children to get was just like, you know, crazy. I don't seem to remember that happening for me when I was growing up in the 80s. You know, I remember a couple of times having to go into school and and they gave us like a, a I don't know, tetanus or a diphtheria or something like that. But it, right. n- now it seems like there are just dozens and dozens of shots that they want your kid to get and they want it to be on this like crazy schedule. So when she was initially born, 
they gave her a round of vaccines and I didn't really have any say in it. I mean, they just said this is what's going to happen. And, you know, we were kind of overwhelmed with everything. But then after that, uh, I made the decision. I said, I, I don't want her to get any more because I feel like the, the dangers of this are just far outweighing any of the positives. And, um, you know, I got some flack for that. Luckily, I, we lived in Michigan and so I could get the uh, uh, religious objection. You could also just do some sort of uh, philosophical objection as well. And so she was able to make it through school. They put a lot of pressure on us, uh, certainly, oh, you know, but uh, we were able to, to make it. And she is healthy as a horse now. And she's a, a, a fine young woman, an adult adult woman. And uh, and she's fine. You know, I mean, she she's been able to make it through. And, you know, I'm so grateful that uh, I was able to get that information. You know, in, in your position, it, there are there's a series of safeguards that are supposed to exist. You know, and I think that, you know, what happened to you, it's really indicative of what the whole nation and the world just went through. We are right. we are raised to believe that we have these institutions that we can trust. You know, uh, at a certain point, you recognize maybe the government doesn't have my best interests at heart. A- at a certain point, you recognize maybe modern medicine isn't really about keeping you healthy, but just selling you the next drug or selling you whatever that next treatment is. And so, you know, especially coming from that world as you were, I, I can only imagine that you just took it for granted that everything you were being told was the truth, taken at face value. I had no reason not to believe that at that particular point in time. And neither did I really even know that, you know, I, I, I couldn't fathom that vaccines would contain mercury. Yeah. And, and that was sort of the first sort of red pill experience that I had was finding out that the vaccines that my son received uh, most of them had 25 micrograms of mercury through a preservative called thimerosal, and they're in the cheap vaccines, the one that the public health departments used to distribute for the hepatitis B vaccine, the Hib vaccine, and the DTaP, the diphtheria, tetanus, and acellular pertussis. Mm-hmm. And so when, when your doctor or nurse practitioner got the cheap vaccines from the health department, then they all contained mercury. Uh, and so we found out that at one point, um, he received, oh, let's see, um, over 62 and a half micrograms of mercury in a single doctor's visit. And that was upwards to 200 times the, the FDA safe limit for somebody his size. So he was 200 times toxic. Oh my God. You know, if he had had 200 times less, that would have been the acceptable, uh, acceptable amount that he should have received over a single day exposure. And so that that really that's what got my mind started. And I started down this quest. You you know, when you have letters behind your name, I don't have trouble picking up the phone and talking to government officials. And and I don't think anybody should. I, you know, honestly, letters or no letters, they work for us. And so I started making phone calls to CDC scientists and asking them, what the heck? You know, why? Why was there? Is there mercury in the vaccines? And. Uh, why is this, you know, why is this not being studied? Mercury is a neurotoxin. Why, uh, uh, why aren't you looking at the neurotoxic effects of vaccines? And it had turned out that they did start doing that research in 1999, but the results that they were showing were so dubious and lacked so much scientific integrity that a ninth grader could see through you know, the dubious methods that they were using in order to indemnify vaccines at all costs. So when you spoke to them, 
did yes. what medical reason could they give you for putting these ingredients into these vaccines? I mean, because you, know, you just take it at face value. You said it yourself, you know, 200 times the toxic levels that you are allowed to have. You know, they're worried about kids eating lead paint. They're, they're worried right. about, uh, you know, poisons in the water. They're worried about the quality of the air we breathe. But they seem to have absolutely no mind for the types of toxic junk that they want to inject into every single one of these kids. It's, it feels like it's it's intentional. Well, um, the the mercury, which is still in certain formulations of the flu shot, you know, if you talk to the CDC, they'll say, oh, well, we phased it out and it's not a problem anymore. That's not true. It's still given in the flu shot that that's given and recommended to pregnant women. Oh my God. Uh, and so, you know, now instead of, uh, postnatally exposing, you know, these children to mercury, now we're doing it to the developing fetus. Um, and the reason that they gave it, it gave was when you have a multiple dose vial, you're pulling many doses out of that vial. And with e- each needle stick, there's a chance of contaminating the vial. And the mercury prevents the contamination from growing. So if there's like a little bacteria that gets on the needle and that bacteria is introduced into the vial, then the mercury would act as a preservative. Well, to me, that's preposterous. There are many, many preservatives that don't have the toxic profile of mercury. Right. Uh, one's called uh, 2-phenoxyethanol. And, and I asked about that and they said, oh, well, you know, mercury's been the, the, the gold standard for the vaccination industry since it was introduced as a compound, the, the compound thimerosal in 1929. And, and I said, you know, but how, why, why would you, you know, and I kept on countering with questions, why would you exceed the toxic limit of mercury? Uh, it, by direct injection. I mean, that's 100% absorption. And, and their answers became much, much more, um, halted, uh, and, and they became much, much more offended by the, me just posing the question. And, and to me, you know, science moves forward not by trusting the science, but by questioning the science right. and testing the science. And so that was a big red flag. Uh, so much so that uh, in 2004, I received a cease and desist letter from the CDC saying that I could no longer contact their scientists. <laughs> and wow. so a, a CDC attorney sent a letter to my attorney saying that I, I could no longer email or call them. And my attorney and I, we had a good laugh about it, and he he drafted up a letter, and he said, you know, my client Brian Hooker can call or email any public servant he wants to call or email. Exactly. And um, then the the CDC attorney simply replied, yes, he can do that. We just won't answer his calls or his emails. And so the only thing I could do was use the Freedom of Information Act in order to sort of get behind the veneer of what they were hiding and and try to see what the actual data were showing, you know, the relationship between vaccines and neurodevelopmental disorders, autoimmune disorders, things like that. Uh, and, and what I found was that, yes, mercury was a problem, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. What else were you able to uncover? Well, um, there there was a lot of uh, news, you know, especially in 1998, uh, because uh, there was a, a paper by Dr. Andrew Wakefield right. regarding the MMR vaccine and how 
uh, parents were reporting children regressing into sort of this autistic condition with gut dysbiosis, with gut issues after receiving the MMR vaccine. Uh, and, and so, uh, the CDC actually, uh, did their own study on that. And in 2004, they published a study and said, nothing to see here. There's no relationship between vaccine, you know, the MMR vaccine and autism. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I got the original data and I got the original information, um, uh, actually through a whistleblower much later, uh, Dr. William Thompson. And when you looked at that information, you saw that there was a statistically significant increase in those children who received the MMR on time mm-hmm. versus those that they just waited until they were three years of age or older to give them that first MMR shot. And so by CDC's own data, by CDC's own results, um, it was shown that the MMR was causing autism mm-hmm. and, and, and not in everyone, you know, there, there, there are specific genetic makeups that are more susceptible to different types of vaccine injury, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like everybody that gets the MMR gets autism. Uh, but there was a statistically significant increase, especially if you got that vaccine between 12 and 15 months of age, which is the CDC's recommendation. Um, and, you know, and then on top of that, there's aluminum, um, in, uh, many of the vaccines, the VTAP vaccine, the hepatitis B vaccine, the HIP vaccine. They took the mercury out of those vaccines, but they have aluminum in them now. And aluminum is neurotoxic, mm-hmm. uh, and aluminum with the combination of a detergent that's used in vaccines called polysorbate 80, that causes the aluminum to actually eclipse the blood-brain barrier and go directly from, you know, being injected in an arm or a limb, you know, leg or whatever, and it it allows mercury to drift into the, or I'm sorry, aluminum to drift into the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been there's been groundbreaking work showing that um, autistic brains in general have five times as much aluminum as neurotypical brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was done by a researcher named Christopher Axley in, uh, in the UK. It was at, um, uh, Sheffield University. And, um, so, so looking at these components, looking at the, you know, the combination of aluminum and this detergent polysorbate 80, looking at the, you know, live virus vaccines like the MMR vaccine, looking at mercury, and then looking at, at as you said, Zach, how the vaccination schedule was just growing and growing and growing, you know, to where it is today, um, then it, it just seemed like there were so many different problems. And, and the biggest underlying theme was that these vaccines have never been properly tested. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's obviously a huge problem. And, you know, I, I would ask you again, I mean, why do you think – we are in the position we are. Is this a question of greed? Is it a question of incompetence? Uh, I mean, I, I heard something the other day, just a, a, a staggering number of children they're saying will have, will be diagnosed autistic within the next 10 years. I mean, it, it was like over 50%. It was something, an insane amount. And I remember when I was a child, I mean, it was like less than 10%, you know? I mean, it was like fairly low, the numbers of autistic right. kids. Right. And now it seems like everybody's on the spectrum. So what are we looking at here? Why is this happening? Well, um, I think it's a combination of greed and incompetence, uh, both. 
Now, there are, there are 73 vaccines on the schedule between ages 0 and 18. Okay, so 73 different vaccines. 28 of those vaccines are given through the first birthday. From between 0 and 1, 28 vaccines. When a vaccine manufacturer gets a, a vaccine voted onto the infant child schedule, that's a, a sales minimum of $1 billion a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so this is big business. You know, people will claim and some of the vaccine apologists will claim that vaccines are, are, are not big business. No, that's absolutely not true. You know, one of the reasons, uh, that Merck was able to survive the Vioxx debacle is on the heels of Vioxx, they got the HPV vaccine, Gardasil approved, and that's what dug them out of the hole. That's what saved Merck was this vaccine that was added to the schedule for teenagers, uh, starting with girls and then also girls and boys. So it's really, really big business. And there are so many conflicts of interest. The, the committees that actually vote the, you know, for FDA approval for these vaccines and also to add the vaccines to the CDC schedule, um, have what are called conflict of interest waivers. And so these, you know, typically these, these, uh, committee members will hold stocks in the companies that they're, you know, that they're approving their vaccines. In one instance, uh, in the name of a, a, a vaccine apologist and a vaccine inventor, Paul Offit, he sat on the same committee that approved his vaccine, Rotatech, for rotavirus. He sat on the same committee and approved the prior version of that. It was a, there was a previous version and said that yes, the rotavirus vaccine needs to be on the schedule. And so when he did that, he paved the way for his own vaccine and he, and he is now worth millions and millions of dollars because of his invention, because Merck bought out his invention and gave his institution the afford licensing rights for that particular vaccine. I think they got $185 million. Wow. It's, I mean, it's criminal, you know. I mean, in, you know, speaking of conflict of interest, I mean, we know Dr. Anthony Fauci had a, uh, uh, a controlling interest in Moderna, you know. I mean, Correct. like, it continues to this very day. I, it's only getting worse. My only hope, Brian, is that by people recognizing the problems that are inherent in this system, just how corrupt, how mismanaged it is, that more and more people are waking up. I certainly feel that way, but, you know, I'm kind of in an echo chamber here with the people that I know and the people in the audience. We're the smartest people I know, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right, but, right. but I hope that what we've just experienced as a world is truly filtering down into the, the general reaches of, uh, of, the, of the everyday man. Um, Brian, and we have a couple of thank yous over here on Rumble. I, I want to uh, just read them off. Uh, just Revere says, wow, great interview. I've been following you since Vaxxed, sir. God bless you. So that was for you. Uh, Freight Awakening, he says, it's amazing how many of us have survived considering the amount of poison they've injected us with. I was born in 74, so likely I received a lot less than babies today, certainly. Um, Coyote Patriot says, my father grew up in the 40s and 50s. He told me stories about how him and his friends in 
school, used to break open thermometers and play with the mercury. Nobody at that time said it was bad to do. Yeah, I, my father told me similar stories, but, um, you know, I, I think that's definitely the reason why they took it out of the thermometers. Interesting, they took it out of the thermometers, but they left it in the vaccines. Uh, and they then, left it in the vaccines, exactly. And, and, and that is a different type of mercury. The ele- elemental mercury that you get from a thermometer. Yeah, I remember this too. I'm not, I'm not a young person. And so, um, I, I remember, uh, actually having an accident where, uh, you know, my, one of my first faculty jobs where somebody, uh, uh, accidentally broke open a mercury thermometer before they phased him out. Yeah. And you cleared out everything. Yep. You got the hazmat team. And I was, you know, and I was sitting there thinking, gosh, I used to play with this as a kid mm-hmm. and, you know, dip pennies in it so we could get the copper pennies nice and shiny. Yep. But that type of mercury, that type of elemental mercury is, is toxic when it gets into the vapors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So it's it's actually the vapors and and even what I was doing as a little kid was quite dangerous. You, you know, it it is it is very very neurotoxic. And the thing about directly injecting in it it into your system is it's one hundred percent absorption. Yeah. Where if you inhale the mercury as vapors, you you may be getting two or three percent absorption of the mercury into your system. But even then, I know that it doesn't take much to completely destroy your mind. I mean, I've seen uh, some horrific stories of people, you know, going like accidentally inhaling mercury vapor and then having like a massive personality change. And then they it's like degenerative. They just get worse and worse and worse as time goes on. Um, Absolutely. And then Fredo also says, I constantly wonder if they're putting this stuff into these jabs that is turning kids gay. Uh, they can do it to the... Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800 lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Frogs, right? How many Gen Zs identify as gay by trans versus Gen X. So, you know, a little bit tongue-in-cheek there, but I think that it's worth considering. I mean, we've got so many different endocrine mimicking disruptor hormone-like substances that are in basically everything, and I I don't know what's in these jabs at the end of the day. I don't know what these things are doing to us. It's very difficult to know. You know, I've even seen um, uh, studies that show glyphosate, Roundup, Mm -hmm. It, especially in the MMR vaccine, which you would expect it in live virus vaccines because uh, you get round up in vaccines from the gelatin that they use in the manufacturing process. They use pig gelatin okay. in the manufacturing process. And so, uh, you know, there, there, there was significant levels of Roundup in, uh, I think, uh, four or five of the different vaccines that they tested. I also worry about, you know, when you look at gender dysphoria and things like that, you worry about things like atrazine. Mm-hmm. And atrazine, you know, that's not necessarily in vaccines, but it is in the environment, and it is an endocrine disruptor. Uh, and, you know, um, and, you know, part of this toxic soup that our kids are being exposed to every day. I mean, you know, developing neurological systems, developing, uh, endocrine systems, developing, uh, uh, circulatory systems, GI systems, whatever, you know, we've got to be able to give them a chance to grow in an environment that is relatively free of toxins, but that is just not what's happening anymore. No, it, it's almost impossible at this point, Brian. I mean, you think about so many things are so different. I mean, even from when you were a kid, you know, I mean, like the the, the type of food that people eat, nutrition, just everything that's out there in the environment, certainly the jabs. And, yeah, I mean, they're giving kids uh, all kinds of pharmaceuticals, just younger and younger and younger. And uh, I, I don't know that it's uh, possible. I, I mean, we would have to essentially have some sort of societal collapse where all of those things went away and people would just be able to exist in a world free of that stuff. But even then, you still have to worry about all of these environmental factors. They're still going to be there until the half-life is such that it's no longer affecting people. And, you know, I don't even know that any of us would be here at that point. Right, right. You know, and and we need to... You know, that's, that's, we, we take one step at a time. That's what, one of the things that we look at at Children's Health Defense and one of the reasons why so many of us are so concerned about vaccines is when you directly inject a substance, that's absorbed 100%. You know, it's not going through the respiratory tract. 
It's not going through the gastrointestinal tract. It's going directly into the circulatory system, and it is 100% absorption. And so, you know, uh, you, we pick our battles. One of them, uh, one of the battles, you, you know, one of the big battles that CHD has uh, really, really been focused on is vaccines and vaccine safety. And, you know, I think... Like I said before, there are so many unknowns to it and there, you know, there are myriad contaminants that we need to look at and nobody seems to be looking at it, even though the vaccination schedule has expanded and expanded and expanded. It's kind of crazy. You know, I mean, you look at the uh, pace of uh, advancements of various technologies like they can make our phones faster, but they can't make medicine any safer. Apparently, it just keeps getting right. worse and worse. So, uh, Brian, I, I, I assume that your work with Children's Health Defense began in, in a way as a result of your personal experience uh, in, in your own family. Uh, tell us, how, how long have you been working with them and, and what exactly does your, your position entail? Well, I've been working with Children's Health Defense, uh, since before, uh, it was, it started out as what was called the World Mercury Project. Uh, and I started working with the World Mercury Project as a board member in 2016. Uh, it became Children's Health Defense because we expanded our view beyond mercury, right. you know, mercury neurotoxins, um, in 2018. And so, uh, we wanted to look at multiple toxins that were being threats to, you know, children's health and the environment. Um, and so, um, I, I started then, uh, you know, I continued to serve on the board and then I started as an employee in, um, June, July of, uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. So I started actually during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, obviously people were very, very concerned about what was going on with the COVID pandemic. Um, and so Children's Health Defense grew, you know, quite considerably over the pandemic. And my role as chief scientific officer is to produce original science. You know, so we produce our own scientific studies and uh, uh, both internally as well as in collaboration with other institutions, you know, like universities and, you know, um, uh, research research organizations and things like that. Uh, We also uh, do education. We want to be able to do science education so uh, folks can have, you know, like the book. Uh, Vax and Vax, sorry, this is a shameless commercial. Oh, that's fine. Uh, Vax, Vax and Vax, you know, we want to educate the public and we want to make science accessible. You know, I believe everybody should read science and, and not trust the science, but test the science. Yeah. And so that's part of uh, my role at Children's Health Defense is to distill down the science in a way that we can educate our constituents, you know, the individuals that are most concerned about you know, toxins in the environment, vaccine safety, uh, you, you know, and the other facets that we look at. And then finally, advocacy and advocating for children's health, not only uh, in the judicial system, but also in the legislative system. Uh, so, you know, science plays a big role in that. You need good science and we need to be able to scientifically show 
you know, what type of harm is being done in the environment uh, and what type of harm is being done to children with these toxins. It seems so simple to to me and I would think to everybody here in the audience. I mean, that just makes sense. You know, it used to be that uh, that was um, that was something that was really valued in America. I, I feel like, you know, right. I mean, we always looked out for our kids. We always made sure that successive generations would be able to carry on, you know, b- carry the torch, if you will. Uh, help America remain at the top of the heap. Uh, and it seems like that's just that's been lost. You know, I mean, they have their cottage issues that they're worried about and, you know, getting the general public to uh, fight with each other if they're not left or not right enough. Uh, but then when it comes to some serious issues like the the health of our children, like this should be paramount. One of the, the top things that we're worried about. Uh, but it's like, it's sub tier almost. I mean, just doing the type of research that you're talking about, it's the kind of thing that you get attacked for, right? I mean, like the mainstream media exactly. would, would label you as anti-vax or unscientific, despite the fact that it's the exact opposite. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, what you've just said, because um, more and more people need to do this. More and more people need to question, right? You know, the, the latest statistics that I know of show that approximately 50% of all children have some type of chronic disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay. 50%. You know, we didn't have chronic disorders when I was a kid. You know, it was probably less than 11%. Uh, you know, I grew up, I was born in 1963, so I grew up in the 60s and the 70s. And, you know, we didn't have autism. We didn't have ADHD. ADHD. Uh, we didn't have such a, a huge uh, a preponderance of things like asthma and food allergies. And, uh, but, but, you know, the thing that is very, very difficult about that is, is that all of these disorders and children create new markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it creates, you know, the, the vaccination program creates these problems and then the pharmaceutical industry can come in with their solutions to these problems. And then the pharmaceutical industry has medical customers for life. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, because they're putting, uh, children with autism on Risperdal and, uh, children with ADD and ADHD with on Focalin and Ritalin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you name it, you know, there's, you've, you've got that chronic disorder and then you've got that chronic pharmaceutical that the pharmaceutical industry wants you to pay for for the rest of your life or your insurance company. Yeah. And so it's very, very difficult because it's it's creating so much revenue mm-hmm. um and 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 there's inertia I, you know there are business decisions that keep individuals like myself keep individuals like Robert F Kennedy Jr from being able to spread the word you know it's really interesting i you know i i growing up in the 80s and 90s i i watched the kind of advent of the opioid crisis and i you know i was right. uh, i'm sober myself about 6 years sober in january and well, congratulations thank That's you great thank you very much yeah uh, it was difficult you know but i mean it was the best decision i ever made but you know, I mean, it started out because of a back injury. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is back in the, the late 90s. And, you know, it, it was like you know, they would pass out pain pills like, you know, nothing. In the same way that they hand out, uh, you know, ADHD meds to people nowadays, it seems like. You know, right, right. Ritalin when I was a kid, now it's uh, uh, Adderall and uh, a couple of others that uh, that you had mentioned. But what's really interesting is that, 
you know, there was this preponderance of uh, of prescriptions for opiate pain medications just flooding the marketplace. And then the government decided they wanted to crack down and that was no longer allowed. And all of those people were forced out onto the streets into the illicit drug markets if they could no longer get the prescription medication. And they've recently done something very similar with the ADHD medicines. I don't know if you're aware, but the government has artificially restricted the supply of Adderall, uh, you know, just because they thought that too many people were taking it. Now, you know, just by by telling the manufacturer, you know, stop producing as much, that doesn't, like, solve any problems. Those people are, are still going to need that especially if you've been taking it for 10 or 15 years. I mean, good luck. Absolutely. Good luck staying awake. So it's almost like, you know, again, in in the, in, in the same way, but a different way, they're creating a whole new drug crisis. I mean, not that America needs any help at this point. I mean, like opiates, uh, <laughs> cocaine, you know, uh, crystal methamphetamine, you know, designer drugs. It's insane the amount of stuff that's out there and, and the, the blasé lax attitude that people seem to have. You know, it's like they have created the just uh, the the ultimate nightmare scenario for society with people's health and with their mental health and with, you know, drug and alcohol abuse. And uh, and and now they are perpetuating it in places like uh, these uh, these leftist havens uh, on the West Coast, you know, like in uh, Portland and uh, and uh, uh, in Seattle, you know, I mean, and, and, and right, every single right. place where they do that, it just gets so much worse. Uh, also, Philadelphia over here on the East Coast, uh, there's a, uh, a a number of just terrible, terrible places. Uh, you've got people with, like, limbs rotting off, uh, just, you know, completely unable to gain any sort of perspective on, on what they should be doing in their life. But, you right. know, it, it all goes back to these various uh, funnels for money. You know, I mean, they, they allow for these these revenue streams to come in uh, and then they create customers. And then uh, the next thing you know, somebody's hooked. And the same thing happens with kids who become sick with these chronic diseases, chronic ailments. I mean, those kids are now going to be the customers of the pharmaceutical companies for the rest of their lives. And then they have to take different medications to offset the side effects that they're taking. And. The same exactly. thing, the same thing is true of the preponderance of gender identity disorders because when they get, you know, a 16 year old started on hormones, if it's a man and they give them estrogen and, you know, then there are other things that they have to take to kind of balance it. If that person wants to remain in that state, they're going to have to take those again for the rest of their lives. And nobody's winning here except for the pharmaceutical reps. Exactly. It's a real boom for the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, it, 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 it creates, you know, very, very sick individuals, but it seems like there's just such a lack of caring, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, caring about that. Um, hold on just a second. Let me, let me mute just a second. No problem. I'll see if I can maybe change, uh, Venues. Uh, let's see. Let's see how he does. Uh, I, I think I'll be okay here. Okay. Uh, uh, but um, uh, you know, just there's there's such a lack of concern about that. And one of the things, though, that uh, watching the COVID crisis play out in front of us is that that very same thing happened. Oh yeah. If you got the virus, mm-hmm. if you got the virus, you know, if you got the virus. 
you were supposed to take the right medicine that was approved by Tony Fauci, not the wrong medicine, because then you'll be uh, you'll be ostracized and people will be telling you, you know, like Jimmy Kimmel will make jokes about you taking horse paste. Yeah. You know, ivermectin works. Hydroxychloroquine works. But yet that was withheld and that was marginalized. And for no good reason, no good reason whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, it, it's except for the fact that if hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin would have been center stage, they would have never been able to approve the vaccine under emergency use authorization. Exactly. So they had to marginalize that. They had to do that in order to get the vaccine on the market. And, of course, we know that the vaccine made Pfizer in the first year and a half of the vaccine rollout. That was $56 billion for Pfizer and $34 billion for Moderna. Okay, so it's all about money speaking and it has, you know, the government really, really could give a rip about your health. No, absolutely. I mean, I can't think of another product that uh, you could uh, develop with such haste that really wouldn't do what you advertise it to do and that you get the government to pay for in its entirety. <laughs> I mean, like, exactly. you know, the, the, the U.S. government and the governments of all these nations, they're just shelling out all of the bucks for these vaccines, these jabs. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't even like to call them vaccines, Brian. I'll be really honest with you. Because, uh, you know, in the terms of at least the mRNA clot shots, it's not really a vaccine, is it? They had to change no. the definition of a vaccine to make this kind of fit into the, you know, Big Brother newspeak so that people would believe it was a vaccine. You know, as somebody who had, you know, been in research, when you learned that they were going to roll out these mRNA genetic modification shots, was that concerning to you? Did you think that, wow, we've reached a whole new level of insanity? When you look at these shots and their makeup, and let's let's call them shots and let's call them gene therapies. But I think you're right. Let's not call them vaccines, because this is the same type of same type of formulation that you know I had friends in graduate school in their labs. I didn't do this type of culture, but that's how they that's how they would transfect mammalian cells. That's how they would do genetic modification of mammalian cells. Is the same formulation, lipid nanoparticles. We used to call it we used to call it gene juice. Wow. And gene juice was used and it, and it created stable and, um, genomic integration, you know, where, where, you know, a piece of foreign DNA could integrate directly into the genome of the host cell. And in this case, the host cell is humans. Mm. And so to me, it, it is just a disaster in the making. And of course, We've seen, you know, even the, the government's database, the vaccine adverse events reporting system, mm-hmm. we've seen that blow up with over 1 million vaccine adverse events in the United States alone. And that's a woefully underreport. That's a voluntary database. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it captures less than 10% of all the vaccine injuries in the United States. And so we know that the rate of vaccine injury, the rate of myocarditis, the rate of pericarditis, the rate of uh, uh, POTS, postural orthostatic, uh, tachycardia syndrome, the, uh, the rates of, uh, coagulation disorders, stroke, uh, ischemic stroke, um, uh, myocardial infarction, death, you know, uh, cancers. Mm-hmm. We're seeing all of those things just on such a dramatic increase right now. And the, the one factor, the one unifying factor is that shot 
is that genetic therapy that individuals were getting. And even those shots that weren't genetic therapies, even if you look at the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and the Novavax vaccine, they're still, still based on the spike protein of yep. the virus, and that is the most toxic part of the virus that you could put into your body. <clears throat> so... Uh, I want to talk specifically about the cancer because, I mean, you mentioned yes. the, the DNA integration. We just learned not too long ago that SV40, uh, monkey cancer, which was, you know, initially in polio vaccines back in the day, which I believe there was a leaked conversation from a Merck scientist uh, discussing the fact that they knew this, they discovered it, and they just kind of laughed it off. They knew that they were going to be killing people. Well, you know, we had a uh, uptick in cancers, you know, boom, explosion in cancer, the right. war on cancer in America. Uh, and now, after the advent of these various jabs, you have super cancers, fast-moving cancers that, you know, it was weird enough watching an 11-year-old have a heart attack on the pitch uh, at their elementary school, but it's just as odd to see a 17, 18, 19-year-old develop some sort of fast-acting cancer that basically kills them before they even have the opportunity to figure out what the heck is going on, and it's happening all over the country. I can't tell you how many videos I've seen in the last several months of people just, you know, making goodbye videos. Like it's it's like, you know, people who were content creators. OK. And they're like, oh, guess what? You know, the, the chemo didn't work. You know, this is my final video. And it just keeps happening over and over and over again. And I know some of those people are jabbed. I absolutely know it for a fact. And so, you know, I, I it's just it's shocking to me. And I, I'm constantly asking myself, why does it even shock you at this point? But I mean, it's an affront to all that is holy. It's an affront to humanity, and it just seems like such a betrayal, and I wish that it was on more people's minds. Absolutely right. You, you know, and you see there are several different things about the vaccines that are creating this problem. When you inject this modified RNA into cells, it it uh takes your immune system the, the innate portion which is 95% of your immune system yeah. uh is what's called your innate immune system it's not the acquired immune system but the innate what you're born with it will cause innate immune suppression when you have innate immune suppression your immune system and your innate immune system is what surveils against specific cancers so when you have precancerous cells in your body then there's a surveillance system. It's your innate immune system that's doing this surveillance that will mark these cancers. They'll look at issues with, uh, you, you know, uh, differences in chromosomes, which are the hallmark of cancers, or differences in cell surface proteins, or differences in growth patterns, and your innate immune system sees that. The more mRNA injections that you get, the more your innate immune system is suppressed. Mm-hmm. That on top of, of the fact that um there's there seems to be no impediment to getting exogenous pieces of of RNA and now of DNA integrated into your genome you, you know you're you're talking about the work of Kevin McKernan and and Philip Buckholtz uh who both showed that the vaccine had SV40 components in it, you know, simian virus 40, yeah. uh, uh, promoter and enhancer elements. And those elements, um, are, are used to make sure that, uh, fra- 
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Fragments of DNA and then reverse transcribed RNA to DNA will make it into your genome, and that will promote certain forms of cancer as well. And we see cancers, you know, things like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. You know, people will have swollen lymph nodes, and, and the doctor will follow the swollen lymph nodes. They'll come back two weeks later, and they'll have lymphedema or uh, yep. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll have, uh, lymphoma, uh, because of, a, I mean, two weeks after the vaccine being diagnosed with a new lymphoma. It's just incredible. I've also seen research to suggest that the, that, that the Pfizer vaccine specifically, uh, has the ability to cross the blood brain barrier and essentially infect your glial cells and turning them into spike protein producing factories. And so then you have uh, all of these spike proteins being produced in your brain. I mean, we've already seen also an explosion of uh, inflammatory diseases as a result. I know a number of people who developed like full body arthritis, like all of their joints are right. on fire at this point. And, uh, and it was right after the jabs. And so I can only imagine what sort of damage that's going to do to people's brains long term. Uh, you know, and obviously when you have a spike protein cycling all through your body and then you've also had a suppression of your immune system, you know, I mean, we heard very early on about vaccine, uh, induced, uh, acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I just, I think it's, it's just going to get worse. And, uh, my question, I guess, ultimately is, what what do you what do you expect? What do you anticipate for the people who survive? You know, because I mean, if people's genes have been modified to a significant degree so that they are no longer existing in their natural state, I mean, this to me sounds like a reimagining of humanity as a species. Does that sound too crazy to you? To me, it's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Because those types of mutations are generally um, fatal mm-hmm. and and are non uh, non helpful. You, you know, you you if, if you look at evolutionary history, uh, mutations that are favorable will survive, and mutations that are unfavorable will die out. Well, when die out, that means the organisms that have those mutations they die out too. Yep. And and now we're talking about humans, and so um, I think that. Somebody that has been vaccinated in, and has these mutations in their body, they're walking around like ticking time bombs waiting for, you know, these turbo cancers to take hold, uh, waiting for other disorders to take hold. Uh, you know, you mentioned the spike protein, uh, being produced. Uh, there, there are studies that shown that, that people now become almost permanent spike protein production factories. Yeah. You know, where they'll, they'll test for six months and they'll terminate the experiment. And for the entire six month time period, these people were producing spike proteins. And so, and we were told by the authorities, oh, we'll stay in your upper deltoid muscle, muscle and it will produce spike protein for approximately two weeks. 
Nothing could be further from the truth. It gets everywhere. It gets all over your body. It gets in the brain. You know, uh, you were talking about the, uh, the data showing the glial cells, uh, producing spike protein. That was a doctor by the name of Sukharat Bhakti who was able to get results of autopsies mm-hmm. done on, uh, people who were deceased that got the COVID vaccine yep. and they showed spike protein lining the glial cells. Yeah. Um, and so I really think it's a ticking time bomb. The thing that's encouraging is that the 30% of the United States populace that didn't get the vaccine at all and those that, um, are, are now starting to wake up. I mean, if you look at the compliance of the latest booster, it's about 2%. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think we need to really, really have compassion on those people oh, 100%. who have damaged themselves already. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many, so many people were duped into it and were fooled, mm-hmm. uh, by it, and, you know, and now, um, you know, the powers that be, the, the ones that made the decisions are claiming amnesty, you know, oh, well, don't blame me, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, I was just doing the best that I was doing, you know, meanwhile, Tony Fauci doubled his income. Mm-hmm. From six million, his his net worth went from six million to fourteen million over the pandemic. Good God! Um, and so you, you know he's he's walking around rich and happy, um, and but but we have this mess that we need to clean up. Yeah. And you know I'm so thankful for uh, doctors like the FLCCC, the frontline um, COVID critical care workers. Mm-hmm. Those individuals, because they're they're looking at protocols to be able to reverse vaccine injury, but when you're talking about genetic mutation, you don't reverse that, and so that that's what keeps me up at night. Yeah, no, I, you make an excellent point, and I, I I often will remind the audience that this is not something to be gleeful or to gloat over. You know, I mean, just because, like, you, as a, for instance, were awake when we began this process going through the pandemic doesn't mean that everybody else was. And, and there were plenty of people right. who were just caught up in their lives. You know, they didn't have time to do this research. They had no inclination to even begin to do it. And unfortunately, that's what for- I did with my own son. Exactly. I mean, that's really what I did with my own son. So, so you know, I, I can't really point fingers at all. No, not at all. Not at all. None of us. No, I don't think anybody can. And, you know, I mean, my heart goes out to those people who did take it and who survived and who may be feeling like they are literally a ticking time bomb because we just simply don't know the research wasn't there the testing wasn't there and we hear about it when people die suddenly you know sudden adult death syndrome i mean come on did you had you ever heard of that before we no it didn't exist you know the idea that oh yeah totally normal 17 year olds having heart attacks on the football field totally normal we just didn't talk about it before you you just didn't know about it uh you know so and it's you know, it's, it's very difficult that the powers that be were the same, same people, you know, people like Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum are also the ones that are talking about population control. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that keep, that also keeps me up at night. Yeah. So is this intentional? I, I can't say, I can't say whether that's true or not, but, but I do know that, you know, there's a, there's a huge level of carnage that's associated with these shots, with these gene therapies. 
Absolutely. Okay, uh, we've got a couple of thank yous I want to go through, and then we're going to uh, take a break for the second half and then begin taking some calls. Uh, let me say thank you to Coyote Patriot. He says, uh, I want to know why testosterone levels are plummeting over generations. I can only imagine it's causing a rise in mental health issues in young men. Males need testosterone. Uh, I would go back to the uh, uh, the uh, endocrine disrupting substances that are in a, a lot of what we're eating and you know what we're Precisely. ingesting. Yeah, definitely. Precisely. Yeah, we we are we are um, exposed to so many different types of endocrine disruptors and um, con- animal contraceptives in our food. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like that. Uh, that that um, you know, I, I'm very concerned. You know, you look at testosterone levels; they are plummeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so. You know, I, I think it's it's difficult to avoid them in the water. It's difficult to avoid them in the air. But, I, you know, eating hormone-free um, uh, animal products, uh, eating non-GMO uh, uh, certified organic, uh, those are good ways that you can protect your body. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, Freight Awakening says, It's a great testament to what God has given us when you think of how many ways these demons try to kill us with poison food, jabs, fluoridated water, etc. Yet here we are, we still stand. Glad people are waking up. I totally agree with you there, bud. Uh, Coyote Patriot says, Just keeping up with Fredo's super chats, LOL. Thank you for the support, you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Fre- <laughs> Fredo says, uh, So the real question is, How do we stop this madness? How do we BK Big Pharma? I don't know what BK means. You're going to have to decode that for me. Uh, not a fan of RFK Jr. for president, but think he may have a spot in the second DJT admin to fight for us with Big Pharma, uh, F. Fauci. <laughs> so I want to, I'll get your thoughts on, uh, on possible, possible things we can do. Yes. And then Fredo also says, Debbie asks this. What about the RNA changing the DNA? of parasites in the body. Uh, thank you, Debbie, for all you're doing and uh, for uh, always being the number one mod on the channel. I appreciate it. Okay, so, yeah, let's get those two. Um, you know, h- how do we stop this? It's a machine. Obviously, there's a lot of money in play. Uh, what would you suggest? We need exposure to the max. Mm-hmm. We need we need to be able to expose these crooks and criminals uh, for what they really are and what they did to society. Um you know, I, uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy has another book coming out, uh, on December 5th called The Cover Up at Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recommend everybody read it. It's 600 pages, but it's well worth the read. It will sh- set your hair on fire in terms of what they knew, you know, what, uh, what they knew regarding gain of function research, what the origins of this, you know, who the players were, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the DHHS. It was the DOD. It was the Department of Defense. It was the CIA. It was the FBI. Yes. You know, they were running this pandemic. And so, um, you know, but that, that whole sort of in the spirit of exposure and in the spirit of full disclosure, People need to know exactly what happened, and I do believe that individuals like Anthony Fauci should be prosecuted. Oh, 100%. Uh, and, and, you know, I love to see, you know, those players that were responsible for what happened in the pandemic, what happened with withholding good treatment for COVID-19, what happened with foisting an mRNA technology on society, I would love to see them be held to account. And, and you know, the more we push, the more that voices are going to join with us, the more that we're going to be heard. 
you know, as 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 morbid as it appears, I mean, I I I have to look at what we've gone through as a blessing in disguise because, you know, quite often people are unable to acknowledge an issue unless they have firsthand experience with it. And, you know, the 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 pandemic itself, the the forced uh, shots that so many people felt that they needed to take or they were pressured into it by their employer or maybe by family. You know, I mean, the, the consequences are real. And so many people have witnessed it firsthand. And, you know, I think that it's a great sign that nobody wants any of these boosters. Uh, hopefully we put uh, uh, Moderna and everybody else out of business. And obviously, as the Pfizer documents continue to come out and we get more people shining light on the actual issues, then hopefully people will continue to wake up. And bankrupt is what BK meant from Fredo. Um, one more from him. The, the RNA changing the DNA of parasites in the body. I'm not aware of that, but uh, have you have you uh, heard that before? Well, you can all you can always change your gut flora, and um, you can change your gut flora actually to produce things like spike protein. Mm. And so, you know, having having the RNA uh, reverse transcribed to DNA um, is not, you know, is is not something that is uncommon. Okay. You know, it's not something that is not. It, it's a part of physiology, and it's a part of animal physiology it's part of bacterial physiology it's a part of human physiology it can happen and so you know looking at um looking at messenger rna that specifically encodes the spike protein and all the organisms that are involved it's not just a human it's it's you know trillions of microbes mm-hmm. as, as well as parasites that are larger you, you know things like helminths um and and protozoa uh, that are present in your body that can be transformed. Uh, you know, and, and so I, I think he's on to something. It's not something I've done a whole lot of research in, um, except for the fact that, uh, I've looked at, I've looked at that type of transformation in terms of consuming genetically modified food, mm-hmm. you know, in the gut. And I know that gut flora will become genetically modified as well. Oh, wow. You know, it, it is possible. Okay. Well, yeah, so we definitely stay away from GMO here. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take a break real quick. We've got a couple of people on the line. If you guys want to jump in and join the conversation, ask Brian any questions. We're going to talk, of course, about the book in just a second. Uh, You can also find Brian on uh, X at Brian Hooker, Ph.D. Uh, And then, of course, the link to the book has been passed out in the chats, but you can also find it in the description of this video if you're watching and we're not live. So sit tight. We're going to be right back after this. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot-owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the Carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 
Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here, everyone, and thank you for uh, hanging out with us tonight. So, Brian, uh, I just want to get a little bit more information about the book before we open the phones. Um, In terms of this book, what should people expect? What's the format, and what was the driving force behind it? Well, the format is um, we uh, distill down over 100 peer-reviewed scientific studies that are hiding in plain sight in the open scientific literature. You just go to the National Library of Medicine or PubMed dot uh, uh, dot org or dot gov. I think um, I, I just Google PubMed. I, I, I you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, bowing to the beast. But um, but still, uh, and 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 what we want to do is we want to get the most salient points of the book in these really eye-catching graphics where. Um, uh, the vaccinated versus unvaccinated populations within the study are highlighted, you know, in particular disorders. Say if you're looking at um, asthma or you're looking at ear infections or you're looking at the preponderance of pneumonia or uh, autoimmune disorders, then you can directly compare the vaccinated versus unvaccinated in these very, very eye-catching bar charts. Uh, and then the summary results uh, of each publication then are included there are some some of the uh, papers we we went into a little more detail and we actually gave vignettes regarding how the paper was published you know uh information about the lead authors of the papers uh and some we did not um there there are 11 chapters covering you know uh different vaccines we have a chapter on vaccines in pregnancy we have a ta- chapter on the covid-19 vaccines including the clot shot uh you know mrna technology and so forth um and then we uh have one chapter developed doted to studies that looked at the entire vaccination schedule versus entirely unvaccinated children. Mm. Um, and so, so there's, there's a lot of information. We're hoping that, uh, you know, when you, uh, by producing this, we've got, we found a lot more articles that we didn't even include in the first edition. So we're hoping, uh, to come out with a second edition sometime next year. Excellent, excellent. Okay, and um, I, I'm uh, you. You wrote the book in concert with RFK Jr. Uh, and I, I understand that you guys began as uh, well, obviously working together at Children's Health Defense. But there was a partnership that you were involved in in getting this information out prior to the actual writing of the book uh, through Instagram, and you guys got deleted. That's correct. Um, uh, really, you know, uh, Bobby and I have been fighting for over 20 years to do the, go- to have the government do these studies. Sure. The government should be looking at vaccinated versus unvaccinated children, vaccinated versus unvaccinated adults, and they just will not do it. So, uh, Bobby contacted me in 2019 and said, Hey, uh, can we look for these studies and that are hiding in plain sight? Drill down the vax unvax results and, uh, and if, you know, if you could put together the graphics, uh, then I'll feature these on my Instagram account and on my Facebook account. And so when he first contacted me, I thought, okay, 
this we'll find about a dozen studies or so, you know, maybe, you know, maybe six, maybe a dozen. But 60 studies later and two years later, then he was deplatformed from Facebook and Instagram. And we kept on, you know, he would find a study and he, he would email me about it and I'd find a study and I would email him about it and just back and forth and back and forth. Uh, and, and then when he was deplatformed in 2021, uh, then we kind of looked at each other and said, looks like a book. Looks like, you know, let's, let's make this into a book. And we continued our quest for another two years, continued to find studies and found so many studies, uh, vax unvax studies, uh, regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. You know, I think we've got about 20 studies in that chapter alone. Uh, and so, you know, all total, it's over 100 studies now. Well, it's an excellent book. I highly suggest that if you are watching and you're interested in this stuff, if you've got people in your life who don't want to listen to reason coming from you, maybe they will listen to reason coming from the science as they're supposed to be trusting it. So definitely check it out. And, you know, it's uh, the, the scientific studies are incredible because, I mean, it, it's often written in plain English, you know, a little bit technical jargon uh, going on. But it, when you can distill that down and give people the salient points and show them, you know, hey, this is what you need to be taking away from this, you know, then there's there's uh, quite a bit of power in that. Uh, you know, j- the um I can't remember what year it was. There was a an outbreak of me there was an outbreak of measles in California in Disneyland or Disney yeah, 2015. 2015. Yes, this was the last time yes. I posted on Facebook. <laughs> so, they were they were uh, uh reporting it as if anti-vax parents were the cause of this outbreak. And so the first thing I did was go to look up the scientific research on the efficacy of the MMR vaccine. Come to find out that when you get the vaccine, your child still has a 98% chance of, of getting or transmitting uh, measles to another person. So basically, the, the, there's little to no protection when you get the vaccine. And uh, the, uh, the the people that were getting it, turns out, were parents that had vaccinated their children. It was being just passed around in this little population. I posted that with like zero commentary on Facebook and the response was overwhelmingly negative. People just attacking me, telling me that I was anti-vaccine and, you know, I'm a, I'm a kooky conspiracy theorist. And I was, I was like, don't, Listen to anything I've ever said. Just look at the paper, read the paper, and you tell me what you take away from it. But at that time, nobody was willing to listen. We live in a very, very different time now. And uh, I, I can only hope that uh, that the points that you and, and RFK have made in this book and that hopefully you'll be making in the next volume uh, will be able to break through that barrier of um, disbelief that uh, – that sort of uh, uh, mental mental wall that people have up over this stuff because it's so important. All right, caller, you're you're on the air. Can we get your name? Hey, happy black and winning blue Saturday, Zach. It's Casey. Casey, hello, and, uh, welcome, well, Casey, and welcome, Doctor Hooker. I love your work, you. and I'm just uh, naturally assuming you're in lockstep with everything that RFK Jr. has. Predicted and uncovered. We've been working together for quite some time and, and it's been, it's been a pleasure. I've learned a lot, you, you know, for, for him not being a scientist, 
he reads science, he digests science, and and when he doesn't know something, he calls me up and he asks me. I mean, and that that just thrills my heart. You, you know that that he wants to be educated. He wants to, you know, and and his record speaks for itself. I mean, you, you know, he's he's done so much litigation. He's won so much litigation around the environment that. Um, you know, he's, he's relied on good science to, to, you know, kind of bring this forward. Well, and I, I think you really should take that non-contact cease and desist email and use it as a badge of honor because, <laughs> you know, we, we all know the government hates competition and, you know, they would rather have the American public screwed by their hookers and have it be screwed by you. So, you know, just in that respect, you, you know you're over the target when you're getting that type of flack. Uh, oh, my goodness. And- I'm so glad you went there. <laughs> we- I'm so glad you went there. I love jokes about my name. I, you know, I, I do. I usually, usually I'll beat people to the punch, but thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I never just really thought of hookers. hookers, though, so... There's plenty wow. of them in D.C. Trust me, they just busted a bunch of Chinese brothels. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we have the mainstream media as the prestitutes. There we go. So yep. you know, you know why they're getting paid. Some of them on a bed, but you know, we'll leave that to the the real researchers. Uh, you know, I'm not a epidemiologist, but I am enough of a research scientist and an amateur alchemist, if you will, and I just. You know, you were talking about the, you know, the vaccines and, you know, when they started changing the definitions, you know, uh, I, I, I utilized polio as the, uh, the benchmark because we all got them on the same age as you, Brian. So I know exactly, you know, what we had to go through, whether I got the shot, you probably got the shot, but I have friends that got the oral. Um, and I just look at it. We were told you have to get the polio because there's no animal reservoir. All right. And the big flag on me saying mandate this, you know, clot shot that they've been handing out is, you know, there are animal reservoirs. The, the freaking cats in the Bronx Zoo were getting coronavirus. So I'm saying, okay, so that mandate's out the window. Why are they forcing us? Because they're changing the definition of immunization, vaccine, inoculation, even herd immunity, you might as well put the goalposts on wheels because even that they push back, you know, to force people into their propaganda. And when you were seeing that, I guess my main thesis apex is I think so much of this revolves around the production and manufacture of minerals and what, whether it's mercury, whether it's silver, gold, uh, aluminum, which I think is a huge component of it. Um, it just, we've seen with the mag- magnification of aluminum as a metal being used in the late 19th century, all the way through the 20th century, we're seeing aluminum particles, everything put into, you know, dentistry. We're seeing it put into, you know, fluoride, which is the byproduct of the aluminum process that, you know, you work with uh, mercury as well in the gold process. You work with mercury in in dentistry. So I think we're getting a huge influx of mercury 
and, and you know, uh, aluminum, which may cause, you know, uh, Parkinson's disease. So we're seeing our bodies have got to now cope with that. And I know one of the few, what is it, uh, I want to say buffers or neutralizers is sulfur and zinc. So is there a lack of zinc in the diet? Because as a, as a world, we crossed over the, you know, world hunger, uh, to world obesity. And I think there's just a lot more fat people that are obviously going to store whatever these toxins are in their fat cells, their lipid cells and everything to the point where we didn't have that so much when we had skinny people through the depression, through, you know, various eras of really hard times. But then again, we've never had the production of these minerals in the atmosphere, whether it's in the water, the food, and God knows what extra uh, medical, whether it's the hormones and women and girls are menstruating earlier. So we're still dealing with that. So it's just your comment on just the interaction of manufacturing toxins and what you're seeing with the, the vaccines as a, you know, not necessarily antibody booster, but they're probably conflating a lot of the numbers of these diseases. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and one thing I want to, I, I want to point out that, that you, that you mentioned earlier was, uh, moving the goalposts around the COVID-19 shots and, and, you know, and is it zoonotic or is it not zoonotic? Is it, um, and, and you know, does it prevent transmission? You know, we were told yes. Does it, fed, it, it prevent infection? And yes. And then all of a sudden, no, but still you get the vaccine. And then they were purporting that if you even got COVID, you should still get the vaccine because the COVID shot is better than natural durable immunity. And it's like, boy, you gotta, you know, there's so many leaps of logic there that um you know that are there's so much magical thinking in order to get everybody to take this thinking vaccine that really you know, it didn't prevent anything it didn't prevent anything at all the only thing that it did was it lined the pockets of Pfizer and Moderna and the National Institutes of Health who had co-patents with Moderna mm-hmm. well and you look at it not only is it a leap of logic but it's a leak of faith and look how faith got attacked in this country over COVID. Anytime exactly. you can close down a church, you literally attack, attack people's faith. When you deny right. religious exemption, you deny. And that was my whole point when this first started out and they were talking about a vaccine. I go, there's three types of people in this world that are never going to get that vaccine. The Amish, the Nation of Islam, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. And it's like, so if you're ever going to get the herd immunity when you when you have such a large percentage that'll never take it. And then that's when they started moving the, the, the goalposts. So Absolutely. I just look at it and, and the, and the latest of what I think they did, you know, uh, Dr. Ryan is they really pushed this into agenda with the HPV shot because I just look at it. It's like, and history tells you, you know, they used to prescribe as a treatment for syphilis and STDs mercury. Okay. And it really was worse than the disease. And anytime you push HPV on the women and then the guys, I think you're trying to defertilize. I think you're, you know, you're going at that, you know, 500 million population that they wanted on the Georgia Guidestone and look what happened to them. 
Right, right. No, no, I, uh, I, I wish I didn't agree with you. I wish that I could say that we lived in a universe that, um, where we could trust the government to do that. But I think there's so much going on and, and there's so many layers that, that, you know, the onion that we, okay, um, that we need to unpeel. So anyhow, hold on just a second. Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. So. Um, uh, while we, while he's, uh, checking on his son, I'm just going to, uh, go through a couple of the thank yous over here on the foxhole. Uh, Filter Dog One, he said at the beginning, let's kick it, and then Candylicious said, Florida checking in. Uh, our four cents, thank you for the cookie. Silent Runner 17, thank you for the cookie. Filter Dog also said, my daughter has autoimmune disease from Gardasil. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Uh, then Porpoiseful dropped a cookie. Silent Runner just became a bronze tier subscriber. So thank you for that. Uh, now, Filter Dog One says, "Why don't the Amish have autism?" And Brian, I feel like the answer is obvious. They they do not get vaccinated, just as Casey just pointed out. Right, a dear friend of mine, um, Dan Olmstead, uh, worked for UPI, and um, he since passed away. But he did um, a a whole series for UPA called the age of autism. And one of the things he looked at was Amish uh, autism incidents in Amish. And what he found was that the Amish, um, did not have autistic children except for those who had been adopted into the faith by Amish parents who had been previously vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, also, Michelle Ann says, excellent guest. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for that. Uh, Filter Dog, uh, just gifted a bronze tier subscription. Slug Trail looks like you claimed it. So thank you very much for that filter. Uh, also, Filter Dog says, do you think this was intentional from way back, Brian? I mean, why else would they use mercury? And I understood what you said earlier that, oh, it's the gold standard for, uh, you know, antimicrobial, whatever it might be. But I mean, is it too much to ask people to, uh, to, to wipe off the, the top of the bottle with a, an alcohol swab or, you know, maybe use, you know, some other form of disinfectant that isn't known to accumulate in the brain and produce so many toxic effects? I mean, why else would they do it? It, it does not make sense to me. And, and when you look at the, the mercury containing compound, it's, it was, uh, it's called the Marisol. Yep. Uh, it was invented by Eli Lilly in, uh, uh, 1929. And when you, when you look at all the experiments that they ran, um, they showed that it was an effective preservative, but then all the patients died. Mm. You know, they used it for, uh, treating, you know, like, like our listener said, syphilis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they, they gave massive do- doses of mercury for treating syphilis. And they showed that the, the, the patients no longer had syphilis. Well, they died of mercury poisoning. Wow. Um, right. You know, that's just crazy. It's deadening a neuropath. And it's basically, you, know, you, you don't have the pain of syphilis, but then again, you don't have much, much to live for after that. Exactly. Um, and, and, and just, you know, even when the first mRNA came out and you were looking at this, even the protocols with, uh, the whole injection thing. And I looked at the temperature, uh, protocols that we're supposed to have it in, you know, you know, minus Celsius degree, you know, it's like, you know, they're going to violate those and they're not going to self report. And even with the VAERS, you know, it was, it was the gold standard back when, Vaccines were safer, but now that they're not safe, oh, who's that there? There's it's self-reporting. And, you know, are you going to get a doctor to spite his nose to self-report? 
please. You know, they're so incentivized with our medical system the way it is. You know, it's a cash boon for them because right. it's, a, it's only a vaccine that's been approved. But uh, and, and Dr. Hooker, you did say you were a biological engineer. I'm a I'm a biochemical engineer. It's a, there's a slight difference in somatics, uh, uh, in terms of you know um, I I probably had more of an emphasis in biochemistry in graduate school. Um, a, a biological engineer, if they, you say biological engineer, usually they're more uh, attuned to working with things like wastewater and water treatment. Okay, and you know about the. Uh, you know, whether it's the Wuhan area or the sewer system in, uh, New York where they were tracing the actual, uh, sewage to look for the COVID. And my, uh, my stand was like, if you, if you're tra- if you're testing the sewage, then you should be testing our stool, you know, but they didn't want to handle everybody's stool. <laughs> so uh, they went with the way with the nose, which brings up a whole double brain barrier, you know, brings up a whole different set of variables into is the testing any good or are they actually injecting anything? It just left them way open for, again, uh, a leap of logic and a real leap of faith, but uh, just in the sense of being a biological engineer or whatever. And and Zach knows every time I call him, I ask him if, if you have any time to research the golden blood situation where it's such an outlier, it just speaks to whether, we're going into devolution or evolution where 24 to 48 people in the world have antigen null blood. It's just, if you ever get any time to research it, it's going to be a fantastic uh, uh, result in the sense of where are we going as humankind? Are we evolving or are we devolving? So, so, so it I, might flow in with the blood supply as well. I, I just started I looking that. into it this past weekend. So uh, uh, hopefully we're going to be doing something about it on uh, uh, very shortly. I, and I appreciate all the COVID, you know, discussions and stuff, but, uh, we're really going to have to hold everybody that had a financial interest. Yes. And that comes down to follow the money. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And I know, you know, your, uh, emphasis and your motivation is obviously with your, your kids and all the kids of the world. And that is the most holistic attitude to have because you're not doing this for the money. I'm hoping RFK isn't doing it for the money because no, he gets a he gets a, a a tip off every bottle that gets imported from Ireland. So he's he's a self-made man that you know his family you know is living off that legacy. So similar similar to Trump, they didn't need to run for office. Yep. They wanted to. So uh, hopefully we can you know involve ourselves in that attitude and get these uh, liberal lawyers. Uh, that want to run for office, uh, out and go back to the, the farmers and the people who have a real love for this country as opposed to the money to, to run and win for office. So Amen. with that, I'm going to say good night, guys. God bless and uh, go blue. God bless you, Casey. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Uh, okay. Before we bring in our next caller, uh, Liberty Bells over on the foxhole said, uh, two cousins and brother-in-law have rare cancers, all got shots. Thank you for this information. Much love. Uh, Slug Trail, he says, get you over 2,000. Thank you very much for the donations, guys. Asty Ball says, another great show. Thank you for all you do. Much love. Filter Dog, thanks for the cookie and the cons. Thank you for the shades. Mofo says, how long have they been planning 
for the vax to contaminate our health. And, you know, Brian, um, this this goes back to the idea of intentionality. I, I feel it's very difficult to walk away from what we've just experienced, knowing what we do about the prior statements of, you know, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, Bill Gates, uh, population control, all the work he did with, you know, the, the development of Gardasil in uh, in India, the, the terrible things that have been done to people, and and now looking at where we stand as a, as a human race. You know, it, it's not just that, you know, uh, hormones are all screwed up and everybody. Now, the ones who have been vaccinated, you've got Massive, massive rises in miscarriages. Uh, you've got men who are just not producing uh, uh, sperm anymore. You've got people who are unable to have children because they're so sick from taking the vax. Uh, and, uh, and you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it sure does seem like we are living out an extinction agenda. I mean, the people who told us what they wanted to do, they basically did it. And I don't think how it could be written any plainer. Well, it's, it's so obvious when you look at, you know, what, what was chosen for the antigen for the vaccine and the, the spike protein itself is toxic, mm-hmm. you know, and we're making ourselves production factories of a toxin of something that is very, very toxic. It promotes coagulation. It promotes what's called um, uh, a type three autoimmune reaction. It promotes T cells to attack the tissues that have been infected, transfected that now produce spike protein. You know, I think that's one of the major causes of myocarditis mm-hmm. is that the T cells go in, start into to inflame the cardiac muscle itself or the myocardium itself. Um, and why would you do that? And then also you look at how long they've been planning this. The patent for this, the SARS-CoV spike protein. Oh yes. Um, was, was issued in 2014. Mm-hmm. Versions of it were issued in 2012 by one Ralph Barrick. Yep. Um, who does gain of function research with the Wuhan laboratory. He's at the University of North Carolina. And, and he's a buddy with Fauci. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've had, they've had the, the, um, the patent around manipulation of the spike protein has been around for at least 10 years. Yep. Yep. And then you look at the funding that the, 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 uh, the DOD and the, the DITRA was passing out before right. COVID-19 right. Yeah. had even been named. And yet they knew what it was in the research grants that they were passing out. I mean, funding for COVID-19 research before anybody even had COVID-19 as a word or an acronym on their lips. Uh, it's, yeah, it's quite clear what's happened. All right. Let's go ahead and bring in our next caller. And uh, also, Vader says, uh, much love, RP. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate that. And the other questions on Rumble, we'll get to those in a few minutes after we get through a, a few more callers. We've got Colin on the line. Good to see you, my friend. How you doing? Woo! Good job, guys. I'm glad to hear it's finally starting to come out. Yep. Bless <laughs> uh, you, sir, for all your information. Hopefully, I have a little bit of information that might be helpful, uh, not only to you, but also to other people. If you look up, I think it's under YouTube. I think it's still there. It says anti-vaxxer, live anti-vaxxer interview. And you can find we're in Congress in December. And the reason I remember that's the same in November. If you remember, I was on your show, Zach. And it was in December 
that it's on the Congress. If I get excited and yell, forgive me, folks, but I just, you know. <laughs> That's okay. You know, I'm a protector, and I'm just so glad I don't have kids because I'd be in jail or dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I take this stuff seriously, all right? Um, I watched a friend of mine get sucked into the a, in, into the intake of an A6, and you don't know, you know, they don't come out with little bones. No, it comes out as a spew, mm-hmm. right? And that was horrible. But he volunteered for the service, okay? These people did not volunteer for it. They're not public servants. Anyway, let me give you the information. It might be helpful. If you look up December, what was that, 2019, it's on the congressional record. You have two well-written uh, doctors that testified under oath. Why is that important? Because in order for it to be combated, somebody would have to testify to the opposite under oath. They testified in front of co- Congress under oath that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were effective against this. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, here's why this is important. If you go to the uh, FDA, it says clearly that the EUA can only be used if there is no other remedy. Yep. Clearly, there were two remedies known to Congress and known to, it was in the public record. So there's no way they can say they didn't know. Yep. Which means that you cannot use the emergency use authorization. That's one. Mm-hmm. Number right. two, the emergency use authorization requires the president's signature. Oh, my goodness. Guess what? They don't have the president's signature. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. We're missing this. We're missing that. Now, whenever I do law, I always say the absent is record, da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay? So here we have the absent, the record clearly shows that the record is absent of any contradiction. In other words, because you don't, okay, let me explain real quick in law. Failure to rebut constitutes admission. Yes. Failure to object, watch this now, constitutes consent. So when you fail to object, you are consenting. Now let me also step it up one more for the audience. 18 U.S.C. subsection 4, Ms. Prisma Felony. Anyone having knowledge of a crime cognizable of a court of the United States and fails to make known to some judge or other officer of the United States or military at the earliest opportunity shall be fined or imprisoned up to three years or both. That means I can go out here and I can ask somebody three questions, practically one. And if they answer that they knew about this and they didn't do anything about it, they could be arrested, can't they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the kicker. I'm going to share with you what I know, and Zach, a minute ago, you were saying how frustrating it is when you were trying to tell people about it, and they would not listen. Mm-hmm. That's the frustration the, the, I have been feeling. Hold on, let me pause this. Round. It was the, it's the frustration I feel every day. I like I'm sweating. I just took a shower and I'm sweating again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the passion. <laughs> yeah. That I feel every day. I'm literally in tears because all of this can be turned around. I mean, literally turned around in weeks by doing one simple thing, and that is all of the people go down to their local legislatures and institute mandatory competency testing. Now, let me explain to you. I've been at this for about 30 years now, and I'm going to share with you what the problem is. I can boil it all down to one group of people. It's called the B-A-R, A-S-S hyphen, O-C-A-I-T-I-O-N. Okay? And I'm telling you because right now we're going after them. 
So, Zach, if I don't show up, you'll know why. Um, <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. I, I mean, seriously, but it all comes down to them. Here's why. They have corrupted our judicial system. They have created a, uh, excuse me, an administrative system, which does not exist. It's only three legs. Go to Cooper versus, um, uh, um, Ah, what is it? Um, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, Cooper versus Aaron. It sits there right there and it says there's only three branches of government. And everyone who acts and those three branches of government acts as the state. Okay, so you can go straight to the Supreme Court because you can make the state a party to the action when they fail to do, one of their agents fails to do their duty. Why is this so important? Because the BAR, it believes that these people are trained in school and everything else with only bar accredited colleges. Now, that's rather interesting that you can't do law, even though we're the ones that wrote the law. Okay, we write the law through the legislature. They are our agents. As the agent does, so does the principal. So everything that we've allowed to be done is actually, we're the principal. We're actually liable for it. But it's a very simple thing. When you require the people in office to know, understand, and and accurately use the principles upon which this country is founded, which is that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, and that they understand and they know it and they have to believe in it because Article 6 says that they shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support the Constitution. Now, so far as the judges go, let's go to Article 3, Section 1. The judges both of the Supreme and the inferior court shall hold their office during good behavior. That means anything less than good behavior, and guess what? They don't hold that office, which means they're an impersonator. The problem is that people don't know the law. The sheriffs don't know the law. Nobody knows the law. They don't know the Constitution, which they swore to know to. Once we, the people, require them to know the law, guess what's going to happen? The real assholes are going to go, I'm not taking it, you racist, and they'll leave. That's what we want. Bye-bye. We'll see you later. <laughs> we'll prosecute you later. No worries. Once we get real prosecutors in the place of the prostitutors. Okay, so once we do that, and the people know that, now, I've been doing this for a long time. I've taught a lot of people. And you should see people sometimes within an hour me teaching the law. They stand up taller. They they feel because you're standing on substance. When you don't know the law, you don't have anything to stand on. For instance, I can quote, oh, I don't know, 18 U.S.C. 241. If two or more persons conspire, which we definitely have here, to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any inhabitant in any state to recover the district in the free exercise or the enjoyment of any right or privilege secured by the constitutional laws of the United States shall be fined or imprisoned up to 10 years or both. Now watch it. Go through down to the end. And if death occurs, they may be put to death. People are dying. I mean, literally, I could take what you just testified to, ask if you swear. You know, I could sit there and go ahead and type it all out and then ask you to sign it under pains of penalty. And that becomes evidence in a court case. Very simple. And nobody will deny it. By them failing to deny it, they have what? Admitted. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm getting at? So sure. when we institute, one thing requires another. We have to institute mandatory competency testing in order to get them to even know the law that they're bound by. And the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. What more do you need to understand? But that's not happening because of this third, this fourth branch, which has a, a basically consumed the other two branches. Look how many attorneys are in Congress. Look how many attorneys. None of them are supposed to be there. Now, a lot of people can talk about the 13th Amendment, yet you can find it definitely is there, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Article 1, Section 9 and 10 say the same thing. No title of nobility shall be granted. So why are these people with title of your honor? That's a title of nobility. Why are they still in honor? Because nobody is 
prosecuting the law that they always go, you're not allowed to practice the law without a license. And I go, well, show me your license. Huh? <laughs> they don't have a license either, right? Here, because you, you can't grant one. But here's the thing that's so funny. They go, well, what are you here for? I said, I'm not here to practice law. I am here to administer law. And I literally, you can ask Luella, she saw this guy that was tall as turning. He literally took off running. <laughs> well, so he understood that I knew what the hell I was talking about, that I could administer law right there because we, the people, have the power. Any power that any agent has, the principal must have first. So if they're not suing, if they're not prosecuting, you could prosecute as a private attorney general. You can sue under a RICO. There's certainly RICO here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've done my little two cents, uh, uh, but let, I want to hear what you have to say, if, if I can help out in any way. Well, I really appreciate that. I wish that, um, that more people knew the law like you knew the law. And, and what, what I'm encouraged, uh, is, is you're, you're educating people in the law the same way that I educate people in science. Um, and, and people really need to know that, you know, their crimes have been committed and, Um, and if more people stand up, then it becomes, you, you know, I always hear, oh, well, you can't sue them. You, you know, you can't sue somebody that, that's in the administrative state. You, you know, th- that's rubbish. Um, you can sue somebody that's in the administrative state. Um, and, and if more people, more people stand up and, and actually believe that and more people exercise their rights, then it, then it becomes, you know, something that, um, uh, something that we, we can see people, you know, and I love what you pointed out, uh, regarding death occurring. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, even CDC has admitted that they, the, you know, they only admit two, but it's admitted that the COVID-19 vaccine, vaccine, in quotes, mm-hmm. um, caused death. And so, you know, so there we have, we, you know, we have the whole carnage that has been foisted on this, this society and there needs to be, uh, accountability. There needs to be, we can't have amnesty. We can't have, um, you know, uh, a get out of jail free card. Uh, but these people need to be held to account. So I really, really appreciate what you're saying and what you're doing. Most, yeah. Most, th- yes. Thank you so much. Uh, by the way, words matter. And I'm sharing this in the spiritual world because as you profess with your mouth, so shall it be. So I, you will never hear me call it a vaccine because it is not a vaccine. It is, in fact, a bioweapon injection. It was yep. intended as a bioweapon injection and so on. Let me also share one other thing. A lot of people got fooled because they approved of it. Well, guess what? You can approve of your child going and getting a driver's license, but that doesn't mean they can drive until they get the license. Mm-hmm. They right. are five licenses they were required to get. They didn't get any of them. Now, the beauty about seriously, it's about the manufacturing. You've got the labeling. You've got, and that's how we caught them in the military. I got like a couple cases going on in the military right now, by the way, mm-hmm. because in the military, they're not even allowed to give it to the military until it's been used in the civil civil world for at least one year. As well as, by the way, it's not in some places. It might be called a religious exemption, but that's another trick. See, evil takes the words and twists them and gets us to use it so that we're the ones professing it. It's actually called accommodation. Now, why is that important? Because they are required to give a religious accommodation. So long as the paperwork is correct, they don't have a choice. Now, I'm helping out a few people that got kicked out of the military. Now we have a letter saying, oh, we're so sorry. Come on back and we'll give you. No, 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 I don't think so. Um but yeah, if there's more information that you need, um, I give you my number. Uh, I 
You can give Zach. You can give my number, right? Yeah, I'll yeah. Give I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Um, well, you also, you can you can also get a hold of me at drbrianhooker at gmail dot com. Drbrianhooker okay. at gmail dot com. I'll drop you Brian with an I. Because there's a lot of strategies that I've learned over the years as to how to use the administrative thing. You literally have to box them in, and it's not. Right. This is not brag. This is fact, and I'm only telling this because. I was the, I was the one, the passenger in the roller coaster ride. God was the one leading me. And so when I'm sharing information and, and you hear me use the word I, it's not me, the man. It's me following where God led me. But I'm sharing with you, I literally won a case against a judge in a Supreme Court in Oklahoma. And I had to literally indict all, all nine of those Supreme Court judges to get them to abide by the law the way it was clearly written. Now, one other thing about the techniques, if you go after these people, Always give them an out. Always give them an out. Maybe the out you want them to take. In the alternative, you know, when you're doing a document, always do in the alternative. That's how I end up winning that case, right? In the alternative, the following five cases are hereby overturned, okay? And the reason for that is because I learned the hard way with two SWAT teams coming at me. If you don't give them an out, they'll take you out. Mm-hmm. But if you give them an that's out... Nice. Then they'll take it out and they'll, they, they won't come after you in that manner. They may come after you in other ways, but they won't come after you in that manner. So it's, I just really thank you for your work and, and, and we keep praying. Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate your prayers and I appreciate your support and I appreciate what you're doing as well. Thank you. Colin, Bless thank you. you. Thank you for your call, Brody. I appreciate it. You said it was drbrianhooker at gmail.com. Hooker at gmail.com. Brian with an, with an I. I. Brian with an I. Okay, awesome. We'll talk to you soon, Colin. Peace. Love. Thanks, Colin. Much love. Okay, and uh, let me see. Um, Fredo had said mangoes or whatever allegedly got the coronavirus uh, to what Casey was saying uh, about that. regarding yes. animals getting it. Faulty tests. So, yeah, this is a, a, a question here, Brian. Um, you know, I mean, coronaviruses, it, it, they're not new. They exist in nature. I mean, it's the common cold. Right, right. I, I think this was a bioweapon. I think it's something unique. They took, you know, a, a naturally occurring coronavirus. They uh, jazzed it up through some HIV in there, maybe a couple of other things. And then we got right. uh, what we got. What was it? GP160. Yes. GP160 is in, is in COVID-19. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just totally normal. Happens in nature all the time. Um, but the question is, uh, you know, they were detecting corona, well, I, I don't know if they were detecting coronavirus in general or CV19 specifically. And I guess that's my, what I'm wondering. And I mean, when they were doing these swab tests and a, and a goat tested positive, a mango tested positive, the, the seat of a chair tested positive, you know, what are they really finding? Is it a faulty test or is it just because it's everywhere around us? It's a faulty test. Okay. And, and you can, you know, the fidelity of PCR, especially when they go down to like, you know, 43 cycles. Uh, 40, which I believe 42 cycles is what they started out with diagnosing as, as per the CDC. Mm-hmm. And when you go to that many cycles, you can get little bits and pieces of DNA that are, that are mismatched. They might be a, a match in some instances, but they may be mis, mismatched in other places. And, and they're just close enough that the DNA will, will anneal it. It actually binds. And then it can start to make copies of it. Mm-hmm. And, but, but you're, you're, you're basically making copies of junk. Yep. yep. You know, it's just making copies of little bits and pieces that had, that, that were similar enough to what they were looking for that they, you know, they copied, you know, they made a copy anyway. 
Absolutely. And, of course, Carrie Mullis uh, died spectacularly. Yes. Wonderful coincidence. Just before, you know, all of this popped off it's, and he had openly exactly. spoken about the uh, the faulty nature of uh, using PCR tests to do this very thing. But, you know, uh, that's just uh, the name of the game, I guess. Dr. Fauci got another win there, apparently. All right. We've got two more calls. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in our next caller. And uh, caller, can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Zach. Hi, who's this? This is Terry from Georgia. How are you doing? I am so good, Terry. Thank you very much for joining us once again. What's your question for Brian? Well, first I want to thank you so much for the show, and Dr. Brian, I thank you for all your hard work. It really means a lot. And not just uh, the current situation with the vax that we've been going through, but uh, personally, uh, I also have an autistic grandchild, and it wouldn't matter if I had a hundred of them. I... My heart's broken, but it's also blessed. He's he's a wonderful child, but to have to watch him take five pills, you know, twice a day is just really hard. Yes. And I research as much as I possibly can. Uh, as a layman, I don't know a lot, but I try to get as much information. Zach, your shows have really helped. Thank you. But I was just wondering, I know that there's all kinds of stuff out there. Is there... Have you ever heard of any metal cleanses helping? I know you're talking aluminum in the brain or mercury in the brain. Is there any possible thing that could even help this? We use um, we use two different metal cleanses with my son. Um, one one I don't know if the protocol is still around, but it was DMSA, not DMSO, DMSA. Okay. Um, yeah. And and again, I'm not giving medical advice. I just, as a parent to parent, I'll tell you what worked for my son. And and we use that as a chelating agent for him um, uh, from the time he was two years old until he was four years old, and that got got the majority of the mercury. And oh, we did that under a physician's care. I do recommend that if you can find an integrative. Uh, uh, physician for, for your grandson. It's always best if you can do it. Find, you find an integrative physician. Tell him that you want to do a metal, metal cleansing protocol. The other one that we did was DMPS. DMPS was, um, it used to be, um, a protocol by a Dr. Rashid Buttar. Dr. Buttar passed away last year. Oh, that was another one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember Dr. Buttar. Yeah. Right, right, and he, I, he, he claimed, he claimed before he passed away that he had been poisoned. Yes. Uh, so, um, I, you know, I don't know, I, 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 I was friends with Rashid, Rashid, he, he, he was not sick. I, you know, just, it didn't make any sense to me, uh, what happened to him, but, but we, we used his protocol as well. And, and I think that there are individuals in the autism community that are continuing that protocol. And my son's no longer mercury toxic. I mean, he's got other issues that he's dealing with, that he's facing and, you know, other toxicities that we were dealing with, but he's still, he's no longer mercury toxic. He does not test mercury toxic. So, so Terry, do, do you, Terry, can you email me or are you, do you have access to the rumble chat or the pill chat? Because I just found a, uh, a compounding pharmacy that produces the DMSA supplement and they also have relationships with prescribers that can actually give you the prescription. And so you, you get everything in one spot. If I drop this into the, the link into the chat, can you grab it? Yeah, I can I, I, after I get off this because I wanted to make sure I didn't echo you or anything, so I got off everything. Okay, okay, but no yeah, problem. Yeah, that'd be great. It, oh, that'd be great, Zach. I appreciate it. Also, I want to tell you thank you for one that's dropped. I finally got mine. Oh, good. And so 
I'm looking forward to that as far as health for us. I know nobody's prescribing this, but yep. I I don't see how it could hurt anything. So I'm looking forward to trying that. And Dr. Brian, thank you so much, and God bless you, and all positive things in the future for your son. I know things miracles can happen, and Amen. you do a wonderful job for the whole community. And Zach, thank you so much for bringing people like this one to your show. Absolutely. God bless you both. God bless well, you, Terry. Thank you so much. Thank you for the encouragement. I really appreciate that. Have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. So, Terry, hopefully, uh, let me just drop this into the chat a couple more times so that she makes sure that she sees it. And actually, Mods, uh, Lisa, if you're out there, can you grab that link and just continue to uh, pump it out there? Because I want to make sure that she gets it. All right. And we've got our final caller, and then we'll go through the final donations over on Pilled and Rumble. Uh, looks like Tony is on the line. Tony, are you there? Tony, can you hear me? Hello, Tony. Are you there? Hello, Tony. Are you there? Hey, Dr. Fauci, how you doing, Zach? <laughs> welcome back <laughs> to the program, Dr. Fauci. But welcome back to the program, Dr. Fauci. Thank you earlier for the big win for me. Winning, winning over here. Just want to remind everybody, get the boosters and wear your mask. Keep your distance from people because COVID is coming back, and I don't want people to get the COVID. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for the call. Right, awesome, Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for the call. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you remember me, Dr. Fauci, but we met. remember me, Dr. Fauci. We're getting blade throw. It's oh, yeah. the AI. Uh, okay. We're going to end it right there, Tony. Sorry. <laughs> so he's got some sort of uh, AI voice uh, generator that is oh, picking up. It's picking okay. up everybody's like audio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let me see here. Um let me say, uh, uh, choo -choo. okay, uh, Trisha, Trisha says, Zach, please ask Dr. Hooker if he's done any studies on the shedding, whether people who were not jabbed but were exposed to a jabbed person developed injuries. And, uh, Brian, I, I've spoken to a number of different, uh, healthcare professionals on this, uh, and, uh, uh, from their perspectives, it seems like, yeah, this is something that people, uh, can, you know, need, need to worry about in some respect. Well, even the, the, the packet insert or the, the, uh, clinical trial information from Pfizer talked about, uh, avoiding vaccinated people. I, I think they, they gave a time interval of like 48 hours. I think it lasts much longer than that. Yeah. Um, and, and there is shedding, uh, even though, uh, it's not a live virus, you know, and live virus vaccines shed as well. Um, but they're shedding through what's a small, uh, subcellular particles called exosomes. Exosomes can shed through respiratory droplets. They can shed through sweat. They can shed through sexual fluids, uh, uh, body fluids. Um, and so you have to be very careful. We're getting ready. CHD is, is involved in a paper, uh, showing, uh, statistical relationships between, uh, women, unvaccinated uh, women who never got COVID, uh, and who were in close proximity to individuals who got the vaccine and they started having menstrual issues. Mm -hmm. And we show a significant relationship depending on what your relation was with that vaccinated individual. The closer the relation with the vaccinated individual, the more the menstrual issues came up. Uh, so, so we're getting ready to publish that. Well, I'll be looking for that 
personally because uh, that's something we've experienced here with my fiance. I mean, every time we end up at the holidays, you know, there are people around who have been vaxxed right. and it causes issues every single time. So, uh, yeah, I think you're 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 on to something. Um, Fredo, he uh, echoing uh, uh, Trisha's comment, he says, I got little bumps around my neck and upper torso after being hugged by my vaxxed mom. It went away, but it was odd. Uh, Fredo also says, Brian, feel free to avoid the question, but do you think, but who do you think is the best candidate in 2024 based on what you know, assuming that RFK Jr. has no shot? If you don't want to answer a political question, you don't have to, but if you do, then... I better not. Okay, okay, that's no problem. Answer a political question. I, I, you know, I can, I can claim political ignorance. I'm just yep. a nerdy scientist. <laughs> um, uh, but, um... You know, darn it all. And, and, and one of the reasons why is CHD is a 501c3. Mm-hmm. So we don't endorse political candidates. Um, uh, you know, directly, we, we don't do direct endorsements. Um, you, you know, obviously I think the world of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Sure. and I will, and nothing will, nothing would deter me from thinking the world of him. And, and I, I owe so much to him. And, you know, we started working in earnest together in 2015 and it's been a glorious ride. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I, I agree with you on those points. I think the, the work that he's done and the, uh, the attention that he's brought to this issue is uh, unparalleled. Um, Coyote Patriot says, Brian, a poll said that childhood vaccination is way down. Do you think that in the future we will see the reveal that we never needed those shots? If nobody gets them anymore, uh, they are needed to attend schools. Uh, well, you know, in my instance with the re- re- with the religious accommodation, my daughter was able to go to school without them. But, yes, I, I mean, it seems like many more people are keenly aware of the dangers inherent in just loading up your kids with all these shots you know right. is that is that a possibility i mean like i think that the the argument that they would make the the you know the medical establishment is that well we're going to see a resurgence in all of these things but you know i mean people are sick all the time you know I mean, it's like it's just part of life right <laughs> Well, there was a significant decline in mortality in all of these diseases before the vaccines were even um, uh, developed and introduced into the population. Mm-hmm. If you look at measles, measles vaccine came out in 1963. Uh, the mortality rate of measles was about, oh, I think one in 10,000 mm-hmm. or less uh, before the measles vaccine came out. Um, and... Uh, I think you might see a resurgence of these diseases, but I think that you would see that these diseases are treatable and in some ways they train the immune system. Uh, and these diseases in childhood are much, much less, uh, much more benign than they are if you, if you have like an immune boosting and then the immunity wears off and you get that disease as an adult, especially with mumps. Oh, well, and also with uh, chicken pox, I mean, like, the, I've, you see so many people nowadays that have uh, shingles, you know, elderly people, and it's, right. you know, it preponderance in people who have been jabbed. I mean, I've seen some horrible cases, you know, but oh, I mean, yeah. when and I, younger and younger, too. Yes, exactly. And, you know, when I was a kid, Brian, I mean, you know, you just, you, you got the chicken pox. It, it was like, you know, your, your friend down the street has the chicken pox. Your mom brings you over there so that you'll get the chicken pox. You get it over with, and then you have nothing to worry about. But now, they're right. vaccinating people for it. 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I got the chicken pox from my sister, so I didn't get a trip out of it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, you get the chicken pox and then, uh, but, but yeah, there's a correlate that shows that since the vaccine was rolled out, the shingles incidence in younger and younger individuals is becoming now the norm. Yeah, yeah, but nothing normal about it. Uh, Freight Awakening says, uh, bless you, Colin, but we get it. You want competency tests, you know what's up. Nothing to do with the vac stuff, which is the subject matter tonight. I try to stay on subject, brother. I can't blame Colin for wanting to get his message across. Coyote Patriot says the pandemic was a pan- was a pandemic of conflated numbers and data, uh, and also obfuscated data and uh, just plain hidden data. You know, he, Colin made an excellent point, and I think we've uh, we've touched on it uh, another time in the in, in the show tonight. But you know, the reason that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine had to be suppressed is because they couldn't get the EUA if they were out there and available to people. So they suppress them. Uh, you know, it's like everybody forgot when that dude got the Nobel Prize just a couple of years before. I mean, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a scientist, but I had seen that. You know, I, I knew about it, and it was like the cognitive dissonance that was on display among so many Americans and people all around the world. You know, oh, that you know, like you said, it's horse paced. You know, I, I, I tell you what, I'll be happy to announce to everybody not medical advice, but I've taken ivermectin in pill form, and I've also taken the horse paste form, and there's absolutely no difference to it. I've heard it tastes like peanut butter. You can get peanut butter, you can get apple. I would say that the, that's a, either of those are a fairly loose interpretation of what the real taste is. I mean, it tastes tastes like a pasty medicine, you know, but I mean, it's... You know, I got ivermectin from Walgreens Pharmacy, and then when we went to get the refill, then we got a call from corporate. From corporate Walgreens? Yeah, from corporate Walgreens, they're like, why, who, who prescribed this? And I'm like, and none of your business. Wow. You know, none of your business. So then we got a, found a local compounding pharmacy that gets us ivermectin, uh, no problem. And, um, boy, does it ever work? Yeah, certainly does. Yeah, I have, uh, I got sick once in August of 2021. I went to a conference and at, to be frank, I mean, a ton of people got sick and, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, it, you know, there was actually a couple of different events that had been going on, and uh, there was one in particular, Javon Hutton Pulitzer witnessed somebody actually spraying something on his food, and then he got sick, and, you know, he, he thought he had been poisoned. You know, I am not above the idea of thinking, you know, that there could have easily been sabotage uh, at the event that I was at and at other ones. I mean, certainly I'm sure, Brian, you're aware of all of the, the, the rash of deaths happening among naturopathic doctors and homeopathic practitioners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that... I've lost friends. I'm sure you have. You know, so this sort of sabotage, the murder, it really does happen. But, you know, I got sick in August 2021. I had been on airplanes. I'd been all over the country going to other events, never had a problem. And when I got sick, I was sicker than I had been in my entire life. I was on the couch for 10 days. I couldn't work. I couldn't make videos, couldn't do the podcast. And uh, I lost like 15 pounds, maybe 20 pounds. And, um, you know, and I, I didn't 
recover immediately, even once I was well enough to get up and move around. It was like I had a series of side effects that lasted for quite some time, tinnitus being one of them. And I, I, I still don't have my full taste and, and sense of smell back. But it was only because of the ivermectin that I was able to get up and, and go about my business. You know, and so just I only mentioned those strange side effects because that's what really makes me feel like, you know, from my own personal experience, like this was some sort of a biological weapon. You know, not necessarily designed to kill people, but certainly enough to make them weak, certainly enough uh, to, uh, uh, you know, damage the, uh, the, the, the human race going forward. I know anecdotally, you know, from my family, each one of us feels like it was something that we've never experienced before. Yep. You yep. know, my, my wife got Delta, we all got Omicron, um, and, and it was, you know, it was like invasion of the body snatchers. Like what, you know, mm-hmm. this is, I, I have not felt this way ever in an illness before. Yep. And, and, you know, I, um, I, I highly suggest people read cover up at Wuhan. It comes out on December 9th, uh, December 5th, uh, uh, by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I was fortunate enough to be one of the fact checkers for the book, and it was really an awesome experience to read cool. it, but it's a real eye-opener. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Coyote Patriot, thank you again. Uh, Fredo says, uh, th- third on the Rumble leaderboard, even after the long call with Colin. Great show, gents. Glad to hear it. That's good news. Uh, Coyote Patriot also says, damn it, Fredo, here's another $2 for Zach. Thank you. Fredo then says, F it, let's do this, Coyote, and you drop $20. Thank you so much. And then Coyote dropped another $20 and says, booyah, Fredo. Thank you. And then Fredo drops $50 and said, you think you got this, Coyote? And Coyote says, making it rain, LMAO. Okay, th- thank you so so much, you guys. That was very, very generous. That's uh, so wonderful. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Um, okay, so at the end of the show, Brian, first of all, let me just say, I've had a great time talking with you tonight. You are always welcome back on the program. If there's anything well, else you that so you're... Much, oh, absolutely. I, I always like to ask my guests, uh, you know, what would you most like the audience to take away from our conversation tonight? I want everybody to do their own research. I want people to read science. I want people to understand science. I want people to, um, if you don't understand science, cozy up with a scientist like me, drbrianhooker at gmail.com and ask them questions. Uh, and, and don't take what I say. Don't take what Fauci says. Don't take what Zach says. Don't take, you know, what any science says as gospel truth. I think that people should come up to their own conclusions and they should make their own decisions, uh, based on their, their knowledge. You know, um, being, being a father of a special needs child, um, I, I, I can't, you know, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been denigrated by medical professionals as just a parent. Mm. Parents are the best experts. Absolutely. Absolutely the best experts. You're the one that you are with your wonderful children 24 seven. Yep. And so you know them inside and out, and no medical professional should be able to uh stand on that and look down at you because you're just a parent that you know that's utter nonsense and so my my uh you know tr- trust your instinct and and read science and make your own decisions. Amen. Yeah, I always like to say, do your own research. Never believe anything I say. You guys can go find it for yourselves. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, and when it comes to medical doctors, there is absolutely no excuse for them staring down the bridge of their nose at us, especially after they just goose stepped their way through the pandemic 
telling us uh, what to do, how to do it, completely ignoring the established science. You know, the idea of natural immunity just went out the window. It was a disgusting display. And I, I think that, again, as a result of that, so many people have made that decision that they're simply not going to take the advice of someone because they claim to be a professional, because a, there's a lot of blood on a lot of people's hands. And as a result of that, you know, we've got to take our own health into our own hands and we need to be the heralds for our own future, I think. Absolutely. Well said, Zach. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then final thank yous. Fredo says, even when I feel fine, I do a week-long regimen of ivermectin every other month. It's good to get rid of parasites. Uh, we'll be taking out a loan for these chats, by the way. You're you're a saint, Fredo. Thank you. Uh, Coyote says, uh, Fredo, I was going to buy you a Christmas gift, but now I'm tapped out, bro. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, so Brian, you, you said uh, drbrianhooker at gmail.com. Uh, your Twitter is brianhookerp PhD. Uh, do you have uh, any other uh, links that you want to give out? We've passed out the uh, the link to the book. Uh, and again, if you're listening and it's not live, you can get the link to the book and then also Brian's Twitter handle in the description of this video. But any other con- uh, uh, pieces that you want to make sure people have? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, drbrianhooker and uh, then Facebook, just brianhookerphd. Okay, excellent. Well, as I said uh, a few moments ago, Brian, you were always welcome. It's been a pleasure speaking with you tonight. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for the excellent questions and the great conversation. I will be back Monday at 5 p.m. for another episode of Red Pill News Live. Until that time, good luck. God bless. We'll see you then.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.